and gentlemen, Fourth and Trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we are back with you for one final episode for season two of Fourth and Troll Fantasy. We have made it through fantasy football for 2023. It's it's a sad, it's a bittersweet, wow. bittersweet realization and moment that we have to go, wow. Season's over. We made it through 17 weeks and we got here and we have arrived. Comment down below real quick if you won a fantasy championship this this year because of fourth and troll fantasy. I know I've already had a couple people reach out to me uh, personally saying, hey, brought me home a title this year. It's exciting stuff. It's good things. Nice. Uh, always fun to see the, the, the fruits of the labor uh, come come out and and what we've done this season. Wes, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. It's a new year. Welcome to 2024, Fourth and Trollers. Uh things are good. I the best I did in any league was third place. Um if things had gone just a little different, I might have been in the championship in uh, in two leagues if I got that first round by in the Trollers League. Uh, didn't work out, and I probably would have still been slaughtered because the official champion of our first annual Trollers League got over 170 points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So they deserved the crown for that hard-fought victory for them. Uh, and all around had a really fun, very interesting season, though. We'll talk all about it, but man, this was weird but very entertaining and just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> Things are just unpredictable this season, but I had a good time. I had a good time. Oh, and, and, and the official place for Jared, who had his very first season of fantasy football, is third place. Not too All bad. Right. All third right. place. He, uh, like many people, did not start George Pickens against the Bengals when yeah. they just annihilated them. So that may have been the difference for him. But third place for the first time using just fourth and troll advice uh, makes me proud. feel pretty good about that. It's always exciting to see. Yeah, we just we loved seeing Jared follow along this season, taking solely fourth and troll fantasy advice, and it's good to see it pay off with a third place with a podium finish. It's always good. I, you know... <clears throat> I, I made it in a uh, I made it in a handful of leagues. I was in between dynasty and redraft. Um, made it through round one with seven teams that I was that I had. Very nice. And I had seven teams in the semifinals, and six of them lost. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a freaking Jeez. dude! It was a disaster for me in the semifinals, oh and I just gosh. couldn't believe it. And then I got to the championship in one league that Wes, you and I, and a couple of our family members are in. And I'm going to pull up the the note here because I have the official the, the 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 official breakdown of what happened for me in the fantasy championship in that league. Right. I was the eighth seed. The final seed made it to the championship. 12 team league. At, at seven, yeah, at seven and seven. Wow. Got there upon the advice of, of, of us, of myself, rode Joe Flacco to the championship, <sighs> stuck with yeah. revenge game Joe Flacco in the oh. championship. He had in this league, it's 0. 0.5 points per completion. 
Uh, and then uh, you get some bonuses for some long touchdowns. And so I'm watching this game and I'm going, oh, my gosh, he's just cooking. And then we get towards the half and he has that break onto the sack play, dump it to Jerome Ford, and he runs it all the way for the touchdown. And I'm checking. I go, how long is that? How long is that? And there's a 50-yard touchdown. So you get some bonuses there. Joe Flacco scores me 38 points to start out Thursday night. Amazing. In the championship. Add on to this that my opponent didn't get Amari Cooper out of their lineup in time. Right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like, this is what a, what a start. And then my next highest score was Harrison Butker with 21 points. And then my third highest score was the 49ers defense and special teams with 12.25. And then I had a combined score from Alvin Kamara, Jameer Gibbs, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, Dalton Schultz, and Ezekiel Elliott combining for just 40 fantasy points on my starting lineup. And I lose. And I was like, this cannot wow. be real. Like this, like this is unbelievable. Add to that, I had like Jalen Warren on my bench. I had James Conner on my bench. Like it was just like, oh, man, what a what a what a collapse by the team. But listen, it's all fun and games. We have a fun time. That's what we love. It's it's all about the unpredictable, and so we love fantasy football for that. Listen, we had a great show. We're going to give you a recap of the twenty twenty three season. Going to react to our preseason top ten list versus our end of year realities of how these players finished out, and give you. A little bit of a preview for the 2024 season. Before we do all that, follow us on all our socials that are listed below at Fourth and Troll on Facebook at Fourth and Troll Fantasy. And like we said earlier, comment down below. Did you win your league this year? What happened? Let us know. We're excited. Subscribe, like, ring that bell. What was the worst advice we gave? Leave it in the yeah, comments. <laughs> I need to go back and look at. I mean, it didn't pan out, but you remember when we went viral for saying trade Jamar Chase for Nico Collins and everyone like called yeah. for our head. What a time that yeah. was, dude. What a what yeah. a thrilling moment in the season. Oh my it's gosh. The panic Listen. stage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start Aside it out here that, nice and know. sweet. Let's start it out here nice and sweet. Talking about fantasy MVP. We've got we're, we've each got a pick for fantasy MVP that we have chosen. Unbeknownst to the other, we may have the same one. If that tells you anything about how much we agree on takes, I guess we'll wait and see. Wes, let us know your pick for fantasy MVP for 2023. Yeah, the official one, because I want I want to do a an honorary mention real quick, because I want to just say that I think I think Pukunokua is the fantasy MVP. Mm-hmm. It is is an honorable mention. Um he was he had a little bit of a of a scare when Cooper Cup came back and they just didn't look right. But the first five, six weeks of the season, Puka was unstoppable. And the way he closed out playoffs was amazing. But honestly, fantasy MVP is Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. He was dominant. I know the championship round wasn't as great as we wished it was, but he was unbelievable, and 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 you don't get that from a running back in the first round to have that kind of true dominance. Yeah, gosh, he was so good. I think he was the most consistent player that was in a championship match. He was 
he is for me hands down the MVP. Yeah, and and I, I love the honorable mention to Puka. He's one that I was considering. Obviously, you consider Tyreek Hill. Uh, maybe you got a little pick in there for uh, if you want to go down for a playoff run. Like Isaiah Likely was great down the stretch. If you maybe he helped save your season. But what other way would we start out the final episode of Fourth and Troll Fantasy if not with a with a Fourth and Troll Double Town? I mean, it's it's we both of course. We're in sync, and a lot of the community is. Christian McCaffrey was unbelievable this season. Absolutely the fantasy MVP. Uh, the, the, the champion of our, our, our home league, I'll call it, Wes, is, uh, he had the sixth overall pick in the draft, and Christian McCaffrey fell to him at the 106, and no shock to wow. anyone, he won the league, getting Christian McCaffrey at the 106 there. 2,000 plus all-purpose yards for McCaffrey, 21 all-purpose touchdowns. His uh, The funny thing is, his worst game of the season was championship weekend, 13.1 fantasy points. Yeah. How wild would it have been if you rode McCaffrey to the championship and then when this, this best matchup of the season, he, he does that, and if you lost, I'm sorry. But he, he yeah. his worst game of the season was 13.1. That's crazy. I, I rode with Jameer Gibbs for the whole season, and I was like, oh, 13 point early on. I was like, 13.1. Okay, we good. We got that out of him. Nice, nice, nice. And that's McCaffrey's <laughs> right. worst game. I've got something here that there were reports and research done across all the main fantasy platforms. And over, you, you alluded to it, over 50% of teams in the championship game had Christian McCaffrey on their roster. Meaning, when you drafted Christian McCaffrey back in August, you immediately had a 50% chance to win your league. Unbelievable. How can you not give this man the crown of MVP? It's absolutely Christian McCaffrey this season. Moving on to a more somber note, we're going to talk about the biggest bust of the 2023 (laughs) fantasy season. Gosh, I've got mine, and I'm standing on this firmly. It's Tony Pollard. It's absolutely Mm. Tony Pollard. He had just two weeks above 20 fantasy points. Only one week as a top five running back where some people were drafting him. I've saw people take him late in the first round and the second, if they got lucky to the third round and half of the year, he was the RB26 or worse on the week. He had eight Gosh. weeks of being outside the top 25 at the running back position. <sighs> Some people took him as their RB1. Like it was just, this guy was absolutely the biggest bust of the 2023 season. I I fell for the trap, but we've mentioned it many times during the season that Mac- Mike McCarthy mentioned they're going to run a lot more. We were like, all right, Pollard's already great as a backup. Liar. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Woo, liar. So that didn't turn out the way we thought. And uh, the wide receiver on that team did great. We'll talk about yeah. him later. Yeah. Holy heck. I almost uh, – I considered Tony Pollard as the biggest bust. Um you know, I'll go ahead and say he was RB15 in full PPR. So that's that's not horrible. But when you're taking him in the second round, that is kind of horrible. So yeah. I almost considered him. He's definitely a, a, a bust 
as far as purpose of uh, that purpose goes but i'm going to say that trevor lawrence is mm. my biggest bust just because Ooh. not only was it like hey we think it's gonna have a great mvp season in the real world but like he he barely got over 20 points ever in the entire yeah. season and that uh, that completely affected calvin ridley he was like a fifth round pick for a lot of people some people were yeah. reaching on him because they had the high expectations and he was just a major disappointment to the point that you even said he's a drop candidate and you did and it was fine to drop him like it was just yeah he, he was a major major disappointment in, we said to drop him and then season. he was like what they said to drop me and then he put out like two and a half weeks of really good fantasy football and then he was like yeah, oh no I, oh no i suck yeah. again like yeah so uh, it was uh very very upset by yeah, trevor lawrence's such, lack of mvp type performance such a disappointing year for trevor lawrence i mean we i i will go over it uh, maybe I mean I think we're going over your quarterbacks later in the show, but I I had him like a top five, top four quarterback coming into the year. I was so sold that this was the leap, this was the year. He's got all yep. the weapons. Man, what a disappointment! I mean, Tony Pollard, Trevor Lawrence. I I, I considered Travis Kelsey. The only reason I really didn't consider put put Kelsey in this category was because. He may be a bust, yes, but at the tight end landscape, you can't really complain much. But he he was truly terrible the last month and a half of the season. Like it, like it is. Yeah, I think it's Travis Kelsey. I think it's time to hang it up, big guy. I think it's. I think it, I know you guys clinched the AFC West again, but I think it, I think it might be time to call it quits while while you're ahead. Enjoy. Let. Let 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 Taylor Swift do her thing, and you and you just yeah support like you always do, my my friend. But man, you I, and your Kelsey brother can retire together. Yeah, yeah. Stick the yeah. Focus on podcasting, just not. Being oh my gosh! Than us, can you imagine you know? they're both inducted to the Hall of Fame the same year? Oh, that'd be sweet, Mama Kelsey. Oh, can you imagine man. first Mama ballot Kelsey, Kelsey brothers? World. Oh my gosh! What a what I a think that's freaking time. Awesome. That'd Let's be do great. That. Let's push for That'd that. That'd be awesome. Hang it up. Both of them. Focus on your State Farm commercials. I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever. We'll see. Dude, just on a, going off on about, about Kelsey. Dude, in that game against the Raiders, dude, did you see how far, like how hard he chucked that helmet? Yeah. Dude, yeah. just and, and- overhand, just, just. Yeah, and insane. then and then Coach Reed like just just jolts him like with his shoulder. It was like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? And like, like, wow, Aiden O'Connell is really high. doing you guys in, huh? Aiden <laughs> yeah. O'Connell, legend, beats the Kansas City Chiefs without completing a pass in the second, third, or fourth quarter. What a <laughs> unbelievable <master>. stuff! <sighs> That's it. MVP, biggest bust. Now we do something on the show, Wes called mark my yeah. words we did it a lot in year one not as much here in year two but west let's let's jump into a little bit of mark my words review let's look at essentially what what would you describe mark my words as Wes? it's uh it's a statement that is definitive it is a permanent claim with the utmost confidence that this will happen and we put that we we bet the house 
on what we are predicting yeah. for this season or a particular week or in a series of games. Uh, and, and I think, as you mentioned, we didn't do it a lot uh, compared to the previous year because there was, it was really hard to figure out what, what the heck was going on in it's fantasy weird this year. year. So, <laughs> yeah, so we were just kind of just like not really ready to just say like with total confidence, I'm going to say mark my words, yeah. this guy's doing this. But we, I mean, as you mentioned, we helped a lot of people, but it wasn't in this degree where we said mark my words. But I've counted, we said it eight times, eight mark my words. Most of them were from you, Noah. So that's why I'm going to read this off and let you know what happened here. Oops, try my keyboard here. Okay, episode 39, May 2nd. You said Jordan Addison will have 1,000 yards and five touchdowns this season. Through week 17, he has nine touchdowns. But he's a little shy of a thousand yards, eight hundred and fifty-four on the season. We can't totally injury, call dude. that. Yeah, we can't call that a a total a total wash, you know? Because dude, with Kirk Cousins, happen. he hits that. With Kirk oh, Cousins, yeah. that gets oh, demolished. Yeah. Eight fifty-seven yeah. with a a cocktail of Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall for your as yeah. your quarterback for the last half of the season, dude cash it i don't care that was that one <laughs> smacks if kirk is, cousins is the quarterback I mean, all year uh, is he's fine right his health how's he doing is he gonna play week 18 Addison? yeah yeah I, th- I thought he played week 17 i'm pretty sure he played he sunday he night did. i think he's limited on a snap so, count if but, he can if he can squeeze out 146 yards then you've got that but we'll move on well, we'll move yeah, on we'll to see. the next one Episode 48, we each had one here. July 11th, I made the claim that Debo Samuel will be wide receiver 21 or worse. Wide receiver 14. Wide receiver 14. And I honestly thought uh, that was going to be even more incorrect. I thought Debo was going to finish basically top 10. I thought he'd be in the top 10, yeah. He wasn't. uh, But... That was part of what you and I were claiming on the season is, hey, Debo got all of his points on the ground, and with McCaffrey in the backfield, that's not going to happen. Nope. Still, still did all that. Yeah. Uh, his yak ability is insane. And I stand corrected. Here's some, yeah. Here's something I, funny. Brandon I, I you still finished I, better. Did he? So, yeah. So I was going to ask you that. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> got that right. Yeah. I, I, I'm going into, into 2024 eyeing Debo I think I've I've changed my tune a lot and I'm going all right he might be yeah. okay. <laughs> he might be he might yeah. be right. he might we'll be, see what he happens here yeah you uh also made a, a you marked your words on that same episode that I did for Debo Samuel uh this one it's big asterisks next to it you said John the Taylor will be less than RB20 on the year while he was hurt for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was RB 37, the official standings points per never game. Been never been wrong. Points per game. He was <laughs> RB 14. So it's kind yeah. of right in the middle there. Kind of yeah. washed out there. But anyway, the point you were making was that running backs with a quarterback with a rushing upside are right. elite. And then that immediately changed when Richardson was out for the year. So yeah, it makes sense. He had, he was RB 14 points per game. Yeah. Okay. Next episode 56, we each made one. We actually made a joint mark of my words. 
We said in week one, Sam Laporta was going to score a touchdown in his NFL debut. Oh. He did not. He did, he did not. But he had such a great, oh, he had such a great uh, debut, didn't he? He had a solid he? night. It was yeah, like a really it was like night. a solid and night against Kansas City opening, obviously, opening night. We, you, I mean, you and I were starting to beat the drum a little bit on Laporta being a pretty good pick for tight ends, and uh, yeah. we were correct on that account. Yeah. Okay, the other thing you said in that episode, you decided to kind of go with the what if statement that you were predicting, which was what if Zach Charbonnet is truly just a backup? Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Walker is just as great as we thought he was going to be going into the season. You said, mark my words, Kenneth Walker the third will finish RB5 or better in week one. Uh, that was a I know pretty he... bad week one. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the Rams trounced the Seahawks in week one. Yeah. Puka Nakua helped a lot with that. Kenneth Walker, RB26 on week one. So, But – but he All was season. pretty good after that. <laughs> yeah, if we look yeah. at it, if we look at it, 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 it kind of did pan out that way. It, it really kind of was like, yeah, I mean, Charbonnet had his weeks where he would be more involved, but it really was this season. It was like, oh, no, it's 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 not like a 1A, 1B here. It is true. It's it's clear. It's like Ken Walker's the one. Zach Charbonnet's the two. Um, Yeah, wow. That was, that was yeah. man, what a, what a claim. had a great night against the Cowboys on that uh, yeah. Thursday night or whichever night it was. But otherwise, Kenneth Walker is a pretty good pick for a lot of people. Okay, last couple mm-hmm. here. Episode 60, September 19th. You said Darren Waller will, will score not once, but twice in week three against the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think he scored for another five weeks after that either. Nope. So No, he did not. Nope, that didn't work out. And Darren Waller was... Could have been one of our biggest busts of the season, but he was too hurt to qualify, really. Episode 70, October 27th. You said, mark my words, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen will score 25 points each in week eight. Justin Herbert, 30 points. Keenan Allen, 14.9. So not quite, but still. 30-point week from Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen isn't there. What the heck? I have no idea. But, I mean, still really good night for both. If you have the stack, you're probably pretty happy from that performance. But it wasn't game-breaking like you were predicting. Last one here, episode 78, December 1st. I said, mark my words, Pukunakul will score 23 points in week 13. And it was on the dot. On the dot. That's still one and of the best moments in the show's history. It was I, incredible because it was. I I just I was thinking about how we get we make a prediction and then the opposite tends to happen a lot. And so he, and he was my like, dud. Puka's a dud. Yeah, and it was. It wasn't even like I had planned that. It wasn't like this was my stud. And I was like, here you go. This was your player you were talking about. And I was like, well, the opposite happens. Let me just. I haven't said mark my words in a while. Twenty. <laughs> Three points, and then we got comments social media. They were like, "What? How did you get that number?" And I was like, "Subscribe for more great advice (laughs) on fantasy football." Anyway, that was our mark my words for this season. A lot of fun, not too many, but they weren't horribly wrong for a lot of them. We didn't, we didn't nail. I think we got one. I think the one that I took a shot in the dark on was the one we got, but. Knocked it out of the park. Otherwise. There you go. Listen, many more mark my words to come in 2024. Exciting stuff all around. 
we will now jump into our top tens. I'm terrified to do this, but we're going to go through our top tens real quick. <laughs> Just looking okay. at kind of what we've got going here, what our preseason top ten lists were compared to our end of season where they ended up. Now, starting out with, we're going to go over your quarterbacks, Wes, for the 2023 season that you had listed okay. in the preseason as, uh, in, in, in relation to where people ended up at. So from 10 to 1, you had at 10, Geno Smith, at 9, Tua Tungavailoa, at 8, Lamar Jackson, at 7, mm. Justin Herbert, Six, Justin Fields. Five, Trevor Lawrence. Four, Josh Allen. Three, Joe Burrow. Two, Patrick Mahomes. And one, Jalen Hurts. Now, in comparison to the actual top ten list here, there are some names on this list that are unbelievable. At number ten, yeah. Tua Tungavailoa ends a season a, a fantasy season as QB ten. At number nine, Baker Mayfield. I was dangerously close to having to dye my hair blonde this season. Yeah. I think Chris Godwin, he had a really bad like first three quarters of the season. And the last yeah. quarter of the year, he was like getting like all these targets and yards and scoring. And I was like, can we chill out? Cause like in the preseason, I said, if Baker Mayfield provides two, I think it was top 15, top 20 wide receivers top on the 20. year. I will dye my hair blonde. And he got to wide receiver 30, dude. I couldn't. It's pretty yeah. crazy. I, I, Baker Mayfield's a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. Crazy. I, uh, I found myself enjoying watching Baker this year. And I'm one of the biggest Baker Mayfield haters out here. So it's pretty unbelievable yeah. to see him here. At, Talking contract extensions fantasy. with him too in Tampa. I know crazy uh at number eight here jared goff number seven patrick mahomes that was one year early last year oh man at number six brock purdy at number five jordan love at number oh, four well, uh, yeah packers fans how do you feel how do you feel just just three hall of fame quarterbacks in a row here we go what are you doing <laughs> Uh, at number four, and then, sorry, real quick. And that team is so young. That they're, they're, like, as as right. they continue to develop, that's going to be crazy. At four, Lamar Jackson. At three, Dak Prescott. At two, Jalen Hurts. And at number one, Josh Allen. That is our uh, that's our quarterback breakdown. Pretty pretty crazy stuff. Pretty crazy names to see there. Pretty pretty interesting yeah. to see. We, I mean. We definitely missed on 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 like I I also had Gino top ten, uh. But I mean also like Herbert gets hurt, Burrow gets hurt, that kind of that kind of thing. Hurt. So yeah, Fields gets hurt. He's yeah, still, he's still awesome though. So uh, top the, the biggest man, one is Lawrence. Crazy to see. Biggest one is Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. and probably where I, I mean, had Jordan Love. I don't really know preseason where I had Jordan Love, but compared to being QB five unbelievable yeah um you had jordan love as your qb 25 on the year because yeah. i got your list right in front of me what in yeah. the heck you had baker mayfield as the 32nd quarterback yeah I was like, the did he, yeah hence why i just 
self-proclaimed biggest Baker Mayfield hater. Yeah. You were like, Mac Jones is still a better option. Yeah. Uh, Didn't even finish the starter there in New England. Yeah. I thought Bryce Young. Yeah. Fire him up. (laughs) Yeah. You had Bryce Young over Brock Purdy. You had Bryce Young as 26 and Brock Purdy as 28. Well, we've learned our lesson here. Yeah. Just wait till the 15th round and drop the quarterback. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the running backs here because you and I were very, very close on, I think, about eight of our running backs. Yeah. And it was a, it was more or less um, just a complete uh, disaster on everyone's running back rankings uh, yeah. going through this season. So we'll start out here. Number 10, Najee Harris. This is your rankings. Najee mm-hmm. Harris, number 10. Number nine, Saquon Barkley. Eight, Ramondre Stevenson. Seven, Tony Pollard. Six, Jameer Gibbs. Five, Derek Henry. Fourth, Bijan Robinson. Top three, Nicholas Chubb. Big asterisks on that one. Multiple asterisks. I hope he plays again. Should be. He's off of crutches again. Number two was Christian McCaffrey. And you thought as a repeat, number one was going to be Austin Eckler. Um, You had two i'm sorry three three of those running backs still made top 10 and there's no shame in any of that because it was just a unbelievably wild season the official top 10 running backs again full ppr because they do a little bit of stuff here derrick henry was 10th number nine wow he still made it derrick henry still top 10 still snuck in somehow uh, but number nine was Alvin Kamara, despite his suspension and Derek Carr, he still was dominant. Number eight, Jameer Gibbs. He was top 10. He found his way in the last stretch of the season. Happy to see that. Number seven, Joe Mixon. Thanks a lot, Joe Burrow. That's what yeah. happens when you don't have your starting quarterback. You just take over the NFL. Number six, Rashad White. Rashad White was nearly a top five running back. You know who was top five? Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams, who missed multiple games, was still the fifth best running back in fantasy. Number four, yes. Number four was Brees Hall, the Jets running back in spite of everything. Fourth best running back on the season. Number three, fins up. Raheem Mostert, 30-plus-year-old running back, taking over the league, touchdown scoring machine. Number two, Travis Etienne. And number one, for the first time in 20 years, a running back has been the number one scoring running back for a for another season. Christian McCaffrey hasn't yeah. happened since uh, Jamal Charles. The last time a running back wow. repeated as number one ever. So he My is goodness. truly the fantasy MVP. Travis Etienne, RB2. That is yeah. crazy. That is unbelievable. I wow, crazy stuff there. Running backs, such a up and down position. Injuries to guys like Nick Chubb and late in the season, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Raheem. You're, listen, if you're a Raheem Mostert owner and you lost him for fantasy championship week, oh, I'm so sorry. That was such a such like a late late announcement, inactive. Late thought, inactive. So tough there. Um, man, <sighs> pretty shocking stuff there for the running backs. 
potentially yeah. even more shocking stuff here for the wide receivers. Wes, let's go over your wide top 10 wide receivers. Uh, at oh. number 10, you had A.J. Brown. Number nine, Devontae hmm. Adams. Number eight, Jalen Waddell. He was a no. candidate for, for for bust for me. Not 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 heavily considered, oh, yeah. but just just such a disappointment this season as far as production we thought could happen. Number seven, Devontae Smith. Number six, Garrett Wilson. Oh, that lasted for four offensive plays for the Jets. Number five, Cooper Cup. Number four, Amon Ross St. Brown. Number three, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Tyreek Hill. And number one, Jamar Chase. Now, comparing that to the actual top 10, the actual number 10 wide receiver was Jamar Chase. Again, the the, the, the Bengals got off to that slow start, and then no Joe Burrow yeah. equals no elite production. Number nine there was Stefan Diggs. <sighs> I got, I'm just going to say it. I don't know. I don't, if, if Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator for the Bills come next season, I'm not touching Stefan Diggs because six I mean, of the last seven games, once they switched offensive coordinators, Jamar, or sorry, Stefan Diggs like topped out at like eight and a half fantasy points. Dude. James Cook if, was then, running the, back 11. Yeah. And this is all saying, honestly, this is all saying if. Stefan Diggs is still there. Maybe he gets fed up. I don't know. But this is that was absolutely crazy to end the year. He was so yeah. bad. I, I I was benching him in the leagues where I had him in, in my third place Goodness. games and stuff like that. It was ridiculous. Uh DJ Moore was wide receiver eight. Man, I'm excited for DJ Moore in 2024. That 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 connection they've built there between him and Fields is special. That is crazy stuff. Number seven was Mike Evans. <sighs> A year early again. A year early on another guy. Mike Jones was my yeah. guy last year. <laughs> Did not pay off, and I had PTSD, and I wouldn't touch him. So there you go. Uh, number six was Keenan Allen. Hey, remember when he got people to the playoffs and then dipped? Dude. <laughs> what? He Dude. didn't even play, I, like, the last four games, and he still no, was Justin nearly top Herbert, five. Justin Herbert got hurt, and Keenan was like, yeah, I'm not playing. Like, yeah, I'm not risking right. injury here. Like, what are we? What Let me are we just doing? make sure Staley gets fired. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was unbelievable. I, I there was so I saw so many people just lose their entire. They were top two seeds in their playoffs, had first round buys, myself included. And then I just don't get Keenan Allen back to the playoffs, and it's like, I, what? What do I do mm-hmm. here? What? Are, unbelievable stuff. Number five was Puka Nakua. Like, we both gave him his flowers. Fantasy MVP worthy. It was it's so awesome. He's going to be in my top ten list next season. Uh, given that Stafford sticks around, I hope Stafford's still there. But e- either way, I think if McVay's there, he'll figure out how to game plan him. Number four was A.J. Brown. Number three, Amon Ross St. Brown. Dude. Consistency king this season. What a guy. Oh, Number man. two was Tyreek Hill. Fantastic championship weekend. Yeah. Number two was Tyreek Hill. And number one was CD Lamb. What wow. a freaking season for the wide receivers. Close us out with some uh, some toyed ends, Wes. Yeah. I just want to say that CD Lamb, as you heard, was not even in my top 10. I had him as uh, 12th, I believe, because yeah. I've just. 
I bought into what McCarthy said about the ground game. And I was like, well, he's still going to be anybody's wide receiver one, but I don't know if he's going to be top 10, not even top five. No, the best. The very best. Yeah, and the listen, we had we had injuries from guys like Justin Jefferson, and then quarterbacks go down for people like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Tyreek missed a few, missed missed a couple games. Like, you know, that's fantasy yeah. football, though. Ceedee Lamb, right? Take your take your crown. You are the, you are the top fantasy wide receiver for this season. It's <laughs> <laughs> freaking celebration. <laughs> ridiculous all right whatever yeah there what you is go it? i don't know what that is <laughs> i don't even know. anyway it's like a song here are the tightest, whatever here are the the top 10 tightest ends of your prediction for this season and as I you said this is shot in the dark until maybe the top five let's just see how it turns out here um as it, I mean, as it always is, it's a complete mess. But like this one was especially a mess for both of us. So number ten, you thought it was going to be Hayden Hurst. Woo! He was tied in forty nine. I just wanted to let you know, like, yeah, that's hilarious. No, I, dude, Solid some, week one. I, great week one. I felt awesome. And then, dude, something, something. Ha- I don't know exactly the all the details of it. He he got like concussed like midway through the season and like didn't come back to play some it was something to the severity of like not being able to return to football activity so and, and I'm, i don't mistake this for me being like well that's why i was wrong i'm not saying like <laughs> he got so hurt that he couldn't come back it's just crazy stuff in that situation just i i don't know all the details but i know that he he hadn't played for the second half of the season, I believe, because I kept, I, I know I was kept on watching, kept seeing Tommy Tremble pop up. And I was like, yeah, is he the top? Like, a, and so wild <sighs> prayers up to Hayden Hurst. I mean, hopefully he can return. But I mean, if he does not, he gave us a, a great 2022 season in Cincinnati. So, yeah. That's fair. Um, Chigazium Okonkwo was your tight end nine and did not pan out, and it was a mess for Tennessee offense, and who knows what happens in the offseason. You thought TJ Hawkinson was going to be eighth. Again, a lot of injuries and mismatches happening there. Without Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson was elite, Um, and even with all the quarterbacks he had too. David Njoko, you thought was going to be tight end seven, and I'll let you know. I'll let you know he was tight end six. You were Let's go, dude. very close. That was dude, sweet. Especially it was like when from, Flacco got there. Dude, second half of the season, I think it was like from week nine on, he was the tight end one. It was all, yeah, I was, was so elite. excited watching the second half of it pan out. He's a he's an absolute freak. Screw Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Keep Flacco there. Sign Flacco to a five-year deal. I'm not going to protest that. I mean, <laughs> Number six, you thought it would be Pat Fryer Muth, and that Muth did oh not gosh. get Luth, and he was too injured to get as Luth as we wanted him to. Number five, you thought it would be George Kittle. He was tight end five, so that's a perfect check mark for you there, baby. Well done. Number four, Dallas Goddard. Not even top ten. Darren wow. Waller. Darren Waller, uh, you thought would be number three. Obviously, that was not the case. And Mark Andrews, you thought would be number two. He was not even top ten either. Wow, and fell that's out of also because he 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 missed it. But he was tied in eleven, so it wasn't like it was okay. a complete miss. And of course, number one, you thought would be Travis Kelsey, and that was not even correct. 
He was not number one. So let's share what the official top 10 in a full PPR list for the tight ends looked like on the season. Number 10 was Dalton Schultz, where his career was supposed to die in Houston. And turns out CJ Stroud is the next Andrew Luck uh, of rookie quarterbacks (laughs) and just is incredible. Number nine, Jake Ferguson, which is what you did have a suspicion about, is that, hey, Dak Prescott likes the tight ends. Ferguson did pretty well there in Dallas. Number eight, Trey McBride. Okay, Sackert's done for the year. McBride steps in for Arizona. I was like, yeah, I'll just take from here. Fantastic work. Cole Komet did end up being a top 10 tight end. I had a feeling going into the year, and then DJ Moore arrived, and um, – Robert Tunyon arrived, and it was like, forget it. But no, still tight end seven. Njoku, number six. Kittle, number five. Evan Ingram, not even in your top ten. He did Mm -hmm. make it as a top five. He was number four. So uh, consistent. Yeah, surprisingly so. He was still there. Hawkinson, number three. Number two was Travis Kelsey. And number one is a rookie named Sam Laporta of the Detroit Lions. And he was absolutely incredible. I, I don't, I, I don't have the exact number or year here, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the first time ever a rookie tight end finished as the tight end one in fantasy football. Maybe it was I like, it. maybe it was Jeremy Shockey or maybe Dallas Clark or something like one of those era kind of guys, but. It would not shock me whatsoever if he finished, if he was the first ever rookie wide uh, rookie tight end to finish as the as the number one tight end. What a, I want to check. What a hoss. I want to check to see. I've got one idea. That was the that was the conversation we had. Was look at look at the Lions with T.J. Hawkinson his whole career. Like they they like they like the tight end. Like that's they 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 like going there. Yeah, you know. Whenever, uh, whenever golf was in, was in LA, you know, Tyler Higby was a thing we talked about, you know, Gerald Everett was a thing we talked about right. whenever that uh, was their quarterback. So man, what a, what an awesome, awesome story. Sam Laporta is, and it's a lot of young yes. talent on this Detroit offense. And I mean, just cause it's topical. Detroit got robbed, dude. Detroit oh, yeah. got robbed. Oh yeah. What a, what same a joke. ref that didn't call a single penalty on Miami or didn't call a single penalty on the Eagles, but called 13 on Miami. So this yeah. is like multiple misdemeanors. For, I don't know for if Brad you Allen. saw. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the report that they're being downgraded for the playoffs and they're, they won't, that crew will not be officiating playoff games. I heard something about like, that. That's yeah. just the NFL admitting that like, yeah, no, you guys really messed up here. Like that is unbelievable what happened here. Yeah. Gosh, Detroit should have won that game, man. That's crazy. That's crazy yes. stuff. That's it for the, that's it for the positions here. Last thing we're going to do, Wes, just to give a little, little teaser, a little taste of 2024 here for the trollers. New and old. We're going to give our sleeper pick, our early sleeper pick for 2024. A player that we think this person's going to go later in drafts. And this person can be a difference maker for your team. Now, I don't know exactly where this player is going to fall in as far as ADP goes for next season. But Drake London is going to be a 2024 sleeper. 
I'm jumping on the train. Russell okay. Wilson to Atlanta, baby. Come on. <laughs> Somebody make it happen. Oh, man. Russ to Atlanta. We've seen the flashes, man. We've seen the, the elite flashes from Drake London. And it's just so it just the outcome just doesn't pan. It's just I don't I don't call it Arthur Smith, call it delusion, which when you look in the dictionary at the word delusion, a picture of Arthur Smith is next to it. So it's pretty much the same thing. With and without the mustache. Yeah. So there's no confusion. Oh gosh. But I, I I give give Drake London a, a a professional quarterback. Just just that. Like that Russell Wilson may be past prime. But Russell Wilson was also really good in 2023. Russell Wilson deserves better, man, if I'm being honest. Like Sean Payton was just against Russ all year and just finally got to the point where he could, you know take advantage of the opportunity to get him off the field and Russ deserves so much better, but somebody get him on a team where he's, he's, he's Atlanta's a perfect fit. It's similar to Seattle, similar to Seattle days where they were a run first team Dude, give Drake London, Russell Wilson, throwing him the ball. Drake London can be, a, can be a top 15 wide receiver man, for fantasy football. Mm. I love it. Drake London's my early 2024 sleeper. I'm sure we'll see more in the offseason. We'll see if this pans out. But Russ to Atlanta, Drake London's going to be a, a difference maker for fantasy teams in 2024. Wes, hit me with yours before we end the show. I, I couldn't quite decide, and I end up thinking about three, but I'm going to land on my final one that I – am all i'm making him my guy already so two players just quick shout out uh both injured so we'll see where their adp lands just remember tank dell was pretty freaking great oh yeah so i'm very interested in tank dell keaton mitchell was very interesting to me Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna keep an eye on him as soon as he recovers from uh acl i believe uh his his season-ending injury but my guy for 2024 is jackson smith and jigba I'm all in on this guy. And if he's fourth round or later, that guy is going to be the best value in the draft, man. I am stoked for him. Ooh, ooh, he's going to take over in Seattle. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. (laughs) Is this, let me ask, is this contingent at all on if Tyler Lockett is still on the roster next season, or do you think no? Is this is this either way next year? Either way, either JSN, way. JSN, my J- guy. JSN is going to be the he's going to be the first wide receiver taken in the first round of the 2023 draft, and he's going to prove it even more next year. I'm so ready, yeah. so ready for this guy. He already showed some great flashes. End of the season, not enough to be like wide receiver one over DK, but man, mm, I'm ready. I'm so ready for him. I love it. I love it. I think I, I'm a big JSN fan, and I didn't love the landing spot, but it seems like he is going to especially keep that connection going with Gino. So big fan of JSN. Listen, that's gonna do it. It's gonna do it for the the podcast episodes here of fourth and troll fantasy for the 2023 fantasy football season make sure you subscribe though make sure you ring that bell make sure you're following us on socials because we're going to keep getting content out to you guys throughout the off season it's not going to be as 
regular as our twice a week episodes. It's not going to be exactly podcast episode formats, but it's going to be some fun stuff we've got cooking up for you that we're going to be getting out to you through the off season. And then when we hit draft season, NFL draft season, late April, early May, we'll swing back around with you and we'll start getting some more episodes out to you of the podcast, some more long form thoughts and things that we're going to be putting out with you. But hey, we just want to say thank you guys. This has been an awesome season. It's been so fun. This is our first season with, you know, this second season, but first season doing, you know, video podcasts on YouTube live. Um, not, li- not live, but um, uh, putting out video podcasts where we're talking to each other, where we're putting out content. And it's been an awesome year. We've seen awesome growth. We started out the season was so on YouTube was somewhere it was somewhere around 30 subscribers 27 with 27 subscribers and I want to check the count I checked earlier before our recording just to see if there's any jump here we've jumped a hundred we've gained 195 subscribers this year nearly 10 we've nearly 10 x the the community of fourth and troll which is just so freaking cool for for i like i'm at a loss for words because it's it's hard to put into (laughs) words west what this year has been it's been so exciting seeing seeing the community grow and we just yeah thank you thank you let's take take it yeah let's take it away give a little word and we'll uh Uh, we'll close it out it's it's definitely been a lot of work we've put in much more work than we probably anticipated we would and just kind of you know, we know this is the grind right now. We're still growing. We're still young. We're still just getting started. But it's the people like you watching that has helped us get to this point and has given us a lot of ambition and dreams and expectations for our next season. So we really do hope that you continue to subscribe and watch and leave a like and help us continue to polish and make our show as great as it can so that when we get to next season, we can continue to be your most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. So thank you very much for all that you've done. <laughs> it's crazy. This is, this is crazy. crazy. Man. Listen, thank you guys again for the final time for season two of fourth and troll fantasy. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been fourth and troll fantasy. Fourth and Troll Fantasy is a production of FQ Media and Selby Artistic Workshop.